Hi guys, I'm Nikhil. This podcast is my way of self-therapy wherein I talk about my life, the decisions I've made and the outcomes those decisions had. This is my humble attempt to try and help others who might be going through a tough time. The main idea here is that you listen to the problems I've faced and the way I dealt with them and then ask yourself if there was any better way to handle said problem. In this manner, I believe that you'll find yourself capable of dealing with the day-to-day struggles of existing in this world that we live in. So without any further ado, let's get into it. All right guys, so before we get into today's episode, I feel like I should apologize to you for delaying it for so long. And it's just one of those things where, you know, you you kind of get lazy and then you put off doing the things that you you know that you re- you're really supposed to do and it's just one of those times so i'm sorry for that and uh, coming to today's episode today's episode kind of kicks off the the rest of the seasons that are yet to come and uh, it gives you a sense of why certain things happen at certain times and uh, it can be very confusing why they're happening the way they're happening but they kind of need to happen that way for you to reach the kind of places that you need to reach i know that sounds very philosophical but it's just the truth so uh without any further ado let's get into it birth chapter 5 a newly wed couple the husband completely accustomed to the air force way of life and a wife who knows nothing about anything other than a civilian one there definitely was going to be a learning curve but susan wasn't an ordinary girl she had a few tricks up her sleeve owing to her lineage she knew what she needed to do to get herself up to speed and that too quick as is the custom for newlyweds in the force there's a period of hazing where you're asked to sing and dance and put on a good show just to see what your caliber is As was expected, Susan passed all these tests with flying colors. Sooner rather than later, Susan ended up becoming a crowd favorite and Brandon didn't mind it one bit. They were fast becoming the favorite couple of the lot. Susan, with a vast array of people-pleasing skills such as cooking, singing, being an amazing host, to name a few. Every weekend party, every house dinner, Susan was putting her best foot forward and I might even go as far as to say that she was becoming even more popular than Brandon already was. This life isn't something most civilians are aware of. Electricity bills are almost non-existent. Rations are extremely lavish. and most importantly there's a party every week this is really the fun part of being in the defense most of your problems become first world ones and the rest of your needs are taken care of as is there's also that perk where you don't have to pay any tolls and that definitely helps apart from this there's a sense of community among the defense personnel which to be honest isn't a real plus point but definitely is a teachable experience This is where I learned the importance of being part of something and the gravity of influence it has on you as an individual. To put into simpler terms, there's a sense of higher standing that the people of the defense carry with them. 
call it ego, call it self-worth, but it definitely is something that exists. It serves as both boon and bane. Brandon and Susan were starting their life together. Brandon had gotten a beautiful wife who was completely capable of handling herself and the adjustments involved in a life comprising of constant travel. Things were going good, but one thing just wasn't happening for them. A child. A child was something that both the families wanted, but due to multiple medical complications, Susan wasn't able to get knocked up. But as is the case with most things that you desire, it usually doesn't happen all that easily. This is purely from what Susan has told me, so bear with me if this section of the episode seems a little sparse. So after a lot of prayers, and more effectively, medical treatment, Susan finally had a bun in the oven, if you know what I mean. This is when things start to get a little tense. Being the first grandchild that HMT Charles and Helen were about to have, Susan's comfort and happiness were top priority. She was going to give birth to a very important person in the family. But this wasn't really the case over at the in-laws. Given the fact that Brock had already had a son about a year ago, the hype involving Brandon's soon-to-be-born child wasn't the same as it was at Susan's house. Things were slightly more grim, with Susan not being treated in the best of ways, often being asked to do unnecessary amounts of menial labour and being treated as less of a priority than she should have been. I really feel for Susan here, as she hadn't, in her entire time of existence, experienced any sort of malice from anyone she knew. Given this particular kind of sheltered life, this sort of treatment from her in-laws really threw her off her game. She started doubting herself, went to really dark places in her mind and was all in all in a really bad headspace, especially for a woman with child. This is a part of the story that is bittersweet. The sweet part is that Susan was only a couple of months away from having her first child. The bitter thing though was all the torment that she was subjected to in the meanwhile. As I described earlier, things weren't as peachy as they should have been, but Susan did have her times of calm. Every time she went over to her parents' house, she saw a world that had only happiness. Charles was at her every beck and call. Helen cooked for her anything she ever wanted, and most of all, Richard was like a genie to her. No matter what the time of day was, he was there for her, for whatever she wished. This, this was a utopia. The perfect world for Susan to bring her child into. So as is the case with everything that is good and pure and nice, there is always the compliment to it. The dark, the sad and the ugly. But such is life. All Susan could do now was to get through it. There wasn't any point crying over it, so she soldiered on. This, I think, was one of those instances where we get to see a small glimpse of how strong a woman Susan really is. Time passed and Susan was now nearing the birth of her child. It was a time of great rejoice. There were names being put up to votes, 
there were calls being made constantly inquiring susan's health and beyond all there were a boatload of gifts coming in there was though one really funny side story that i till date find super amusing for a number of reasons the story goes as follows given the fact that brandon was on the darker end of the fair and lovely spectrum richard's friends started taunting him saying that the baby is going to be dark too this would have been quite a fair assumption pun intended as charles too was of the same shade but richard for some reason had weird confidence in the fact that his sister's child was going to be fair now this this was a long standing wager and was now picking up quite an audience now coming to the day of birth everyone waited anxiously as susan was rushed into the delivery room both families waited outside some more anxious than others but nevertheless still present hour after hour passed as a certain complication came to light a natural delivery was now an impossibility it had to be a c section there was also the complication that the child had managed to get the umbilical cord wound around its neck things were starting to get a little dicey but given the multitude of torment that susan had already endured she was more determined than ever to get her child into this world call it fate or just dumb luck but things seemed to work out the child was safely delivered but not completely out of harm's way oh and yeah it was a boy he was immediately rushed into the incubator because of the complicated delivery susan rested in her bed with a tear in her eye knowing that the months of trauma had finally come to fruition and that she had given birth to a beautiful baby boy her very own son meanwhile it was a mood of celebration outside the hospital room everyone was in a happy spree richard was especially happy as it turned out his brand new nephew was as white as snow even fairer than susan for that matter he not only won his bet but at the same time got a cute little nephew one whom he'd go on to flaunt in front of all his friends in the months to come by day 2 post birth the baby was out of harm's way and was now in the arms of a loving mother and a proud father not to mention the almost triumphant looking grandparents and i speak more of charles and helen than of samuel and sandra now came the matter of naming the kid This is a part of the story that I'm really grateful for for the way it played out. Now for the baby's name. Brandon had suggested Tarak be a good fit for his son. But imagining now what a life it would have been with that name, it wouldn't have been the easiest thing to live with. But once again, Richard came to the rescue. He came up with a name that would go on to become almost synonymous with someone who would experience life in its rawest form. No filters on any emotions and a roller coaster at the very least. I now have the pleasure of introducing to this story me, Nikhil. Grandson to HMT Charles and Helen, nephew to Richard and son to Susan and Brandon. This this is where my journey truly began. In front of me was a lifetime of experiences some happy ones while others not so much but i assure you 
things did seem to play out just fine. This brings us to the end of the first season of this podcast. I know that it didn't really play into the talking about mental health thing, but I promise you, this was just as important for context as any for you to be able to properly judge and infer from my actions in the episodes to come. So I hope that I've done a decent job at this podcast and I shall be back in a while once I've gotten the script for season 2 sorted out. So until then, 